This is the, the, final, the final season. Everyone's been waiting. Uh, what, can, you, can you tell me anything? Are you allowed to talk about anything? I... I've decided to just keep a tight lip on everything. HBO have sent out a lot of memos recently about just <laughs> saying nothing. Yeah. So um, there's really nothing that I can say. They would absolutely kill me. You, you, couldn't, give, you couldn't give one little spoiler, one little hint of a, a, a little a crumb, is all I ask. <laughs> Um, Milady, just a crumb is all I'm asking for. Um, I don't know, like, during shooting, like, the final days were really, like, emotional saying goodbye to all of the cast. Because when I found out that Arya died in, like, the second episode, I was... What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's a spoiler. <laughs> Is uh, this live? No. We can edit that out. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, yeah, totally. I... They're still going to tweet about it. No. It's, don't worry about it. Are you serious? It's fine. I'm really sorry. No, don't worry about it. No, it's fine. Okay. We can edit it, right? Yeah. We can edit it out. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No one's going to... It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> oh, let's just start. Can we do applause and I'll just go from the applause and go into it. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the final let's talk about the final season. Welcome to the Home Theater Forum podcast. My name is Brian Dobbs, and I'm Sam Poston. Sam, let me ask you this: Are 21st century film audiences spoiled? Oh man, in so many ways. Sometimes and many times we know what the whole movie is before we even sit in a seat. What's that all about? That's what we're going to be digging into today. Because we're talking about spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I reached a point a few years ago. Actually, you know what it was? I remember the specific moment that I reached a point that I just, I just had it. And it was when I was watching the Expendables movie. And I'm sitting there watching the movie, and I'm in the theater, and I'm waiting for those scenes that I saw in the trailer to happen. And when they finally happen, it's disappointing, because I've already seen it. It's not as funny. What happened to you? got my ass kicked. It's not as engaging, because I I was expecting it to happen. Right, you know so what it's I mean? that anticipation versus payoff. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, you know what? If I just didn't watch the trailer, this would be much better. We just have so many trailers these days. Uh, you know, I'm a member of the AMC uh, program, and you know, I'm seeing a couple movies a month to get my money's worth. Man, if you get there right on time, you're going to see 25 minutes worth of trailers these days. Trailers really are the worst offender here. I just think it's so surprising, like you said, how much we know about a film even before it's even come out in theaters. And uh, I made a list here. Before the movie even comes out, what do we got? We got the plot synopsis, right? Mm-hmm. Then what do we got after that? We got who they hire to write it, producing it, you know, who's directing it, the casting news. I mean, all this is just fed to us, drip, 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 up until the movie is finally released. And we got magazine articles. We got pre-production comments from cast and crew. We got mm-hmm. set photos, leaked set photos, uh, video blogs from the set. Official production photos, 
the teaser poster, the official yeah. poster. Yeah, you even know who all the cameos are, right? There's no surprises there anymore. Oh, I know. Then we got motion posters, more magazine articles, trailer description, a preview of the teaser, the teaser, the trailer, the extended trailer, the international trailer. four-minute trailer. The Red Band trailer. <laughs> the f- the frame-by-frame analysis of the trailer. <laughs> then we got the 10 or 20 TV spots that they got, yep. right? Then, yep. s- then some dork out there on the internet edits all this stuff together for the 25-minute trailer TV clip compilation. Okay. Trailer Palooza. I-, I remember Spider-Man did this, Prometheus did this, or something. You know, somebody did it for those movies. Then we got the first six minutes of the film. Right? Yeah. Now Nolan sometimes does this with his IMAX prologue, yeah. but sometimes they do this for other movies too. You know, then we got the pre-release interviews with the cast and crew. Then we got the critics' reviews. And by the time the movie comes out, it's just like, what's left? All right, Brian. Here's what we're gonna call this. We're gonna call this the trailer industrial complex. Trailer Industrial Complex. <laughs> trailer Industrial Complex. Nice. <laughs> I, I want credit for coining that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy these days just how much is out there. Did you see The Mandalorian? No. So the great thing about The Mandalorian is 100% of it was under wraps, right? So they had... The greatest character in Star Wars history. Nobody knew about it till 3 a.m. on one random Friday when that came out. You know, I'm all for that. Let's go back to that age. I mean, I, I look back to the 70s and 80s, and there was artistry to doing a well done trailer that piqued your interest. And you saw it once or twice, and you're like, I got to see that movie. Today, you're just so inundated with stuff. It's like, all right, I, I let's get this out of the way and go watch this film and you know fill in all the blanks rather than being really enticed and excited for stuff. You know, if I'm excited to go see two or three movies a year now, I don't even I'm trying to put myself into spoiler lockdown. How's that a way to live? You have to actively work against what your newsfeed's trying to shove down your throat. It's hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, and as somebody who's on Twitter and Facebook and, you know, has friends who are pop culture, you know, aficionados, it's tough to keep that bubble around you. I've more than once tweeted out hashtag team no spoilers, and it's a tough way to live. I feel like we get all this because we ask for it. I feel like a lot of the people on the internet who pay attention to this kind of stuff like we do but are really rabid about it. I mean, you could consider them to be spoiled, like a spoiled child, sure. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Let's just agree right now that the internet was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it really hasn't worked out the way I think a lot of people hoped it would. Yeah, I mean, you've got influencer culture now, so they're feeding spoilers through pretty people. Look, I get it. It is hard. It is hard to stay away from spoilers because you want to know. Right? You just want to know. Yep. And to delay the gratification until you're watching the movie and letting the story unfold before your eyes 
it's hard. I know it's hard, people. I do it all the time. Like, I get it. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff on Nolan's next movie that's out there that I could go read, but I don't. Yeah. Because I just want him to tell me the story the way he intended, the way the movie's right. supposed to be seen. Yep. You know? I mean, just imagine this. Just imagine waking up one day, you were in a coma, you woke up one day, Sam, guess what? You wake up, oh, guess what Lucasfilm announced yesterday? They're going to be making new Star Wars movies, and uh, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher are coming back. Okay, that, okay. that'd be tough. <laughs> actually, actually, no, let's, let's, let's take it a step further. They've made the movie, and you have no time to know anything about it. Okay, I'm with you. You know what I mean? And just going there and just letting it unfold, and without having the expectation that we yeah. do, right? Yep. So delaying that gratification, I know it's hard, but I firmly believe that for movies that you really are anticipating, it's a much better experience, ultimately. You were talking about all the trailers that we get at the movie theater. Yeah. And if they start showing a trailer for a movie that I know that I'm going to see eventually, I just shut my eyes, I cover my ears, and I hum to myself. <laughs> yes, and I'm that weird guy yes. in the theater la, does la, that. La, 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 I can't hear you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. No, I, I can't do that, but yeah, I definitely you know, <laughs> wish I could pull my phone out during some of them so that I'm not spoiled. But if it's going to show me a trailer for something that I know that I'm not going to see or have no idea about or maybe, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, only a passing interest, I'll watch it because then it's just like, you know, I only have so much time. The trailer practically shows the whole whole gosh darn movie anyway. So, okay, well, I just saw that movie. They just showed it to me in three yep. minutes. Well, and the best part of that is you get to see that two or three times by the time you're, you're at, you know, being suffering through it. You know, the second time you're like, all right, how can I mystery science theater this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, when this really started getting to spoiler culture and where we started to see this, and I hate to say it because I, I love them, but I think it's all Comic-Con based, right? You, you've made this industry where you start hyping before a Comic-Con, then you have the Comic-Con reveal and then you have the reaction videos to seeing the information from Comic-Con. Oh, God, and yeah. Then you, and then you go to the trailer in the theater, and then, you know, all those other, you know, bits of information, drip, 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 drip. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm super thrilled that geek culture and pop culture, you know, have become as prevalent and, and as fun and as widespread and, and accepted as it has, you know, compared to back in the 70s and 80s, those of us that were into, you know, geeky pursuits like computers and Dungeons and Dragons and, and comic books. I mean, it's a whole different world, but it's just been so commoditized now that it's it's tough to take the good with the bad. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, commodity. yes. It's Star, Star Wars especially. Yeah. It's an industry. I mean, it's multiple industries. I mean, if you were to look at just the money that Star Wars made for Disney and Lucasfilm, where would that sit on like a, a Fortune 500 type list? It would be up the top there yeah. somewhere. And it's just so goddamn ridiculous because you have kids running around with all the Star Wars apparel or backpacks or whatever. And I'm like, did you even watch the original movies? Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, there's all this new stuff and that's great, but... 
the reason why Star Wars is so popular is because those three original films were so good. Yeah. And the thing that kind of cracks me up is you get the marketing and all of a sudden you're seeing kids running around as Kylo Ren and you're like, I mean, you guys realize he's the bad guy, right? I know. <laughs> Well, that's what they're trying to do now. Like Darth Vader is, you know, he's so much ingrained into our culture now. Yeah. But but he is the bad guy. Well, I mean, it is a redemption story, but that's like the last five minutes of a 40-year story where he was the equivalent of the Nazis, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It's tough. So you, uh, just real quick on, on Mandalorian, you were talking about Star Wars' greatest character. Are you talking about the main character for that show? No, Baby Yoda, man. Oh, Baby Yoda. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Like, Baby Yoda, I've seen it everywhere. Okay? Sure. I have and you never seen, seen the show. Mandalorian, but now that's spoiled for me. Right. And when I watch it, now I'm going to be waiting for it to happen. And you won't wait long. I'd rather have the significance of seeing Baby Yoda, that first impression, be on the screen rather than in my news feed and having yeah. all, all the internet... It's already got I, memes now. I right, mean, yeah. But I think that's a feature, not a bug. And I'll tell you why. Because Disney Plus was something new. There was a certain subset of the population that was like, oh, I'm going to wait and see if this thing's actually taking off. And now they missed out on it. Mm -hmm. So does that make them sign up for season two? I don't know. But I'm certainly all in... 100% on everything about The Mandalorian. Mm. As a Boba Fett fan growing up, I could not ask for anything more. And I, I can't thank Jon Favreau and crew more for making that happen. So, And thank them a hundred times over for not letting me be spoiled beforehand. And, and I, I definitely sympathize for people like you that have now had that spoiled. But to be fair... You know, everybody knew that it was coming. You had an opportunity to get on board that hype train. <laughs> um, and so, given that versus, you know, the spoiler culture that's for movies and everything else, including the Star Wars movies, I think this was an amazing way to handle it. Well, I'd be interested to see it eventually. Did you see the most recent Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Okay, so I haven't seen it yet. So no spoilers there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know... I'm not really interested in seeing it right now because, okay. A, I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to get. Yep, that's fair. I haven't watched any trailer. I know that there are some returning characters, and I know mm -hmm. that JJ's directing it. So, yes. I, 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 you know, it's like it doesn't take much to put that puzzle together without, <laughs> you know, without actually having seen it. We could have a whole podcast or series of podcasts, and they're out there that break down those decisions. I have two points about this. Yeah. Number one, my first point is that I guess I'm still waiting for Star Wars to honor the legacy of the original trilogy in the way that I think I was expecting. And if, if, if my expectations are in the wrong spot or maybe I shouldn't have any expectations, Whenever we revive these old franchises, whether it be Star Wars, Rambo, Terminator, Halloween, whatever, it seems like there's baggage when you try to shoehorn a new crew, a new cast with the old crew and cast. Yeah, like, I get what you're saying. What are we servicing here? I think we're trying to, to keep the old fans happy, but get new fans at the same time. 
I just don't know if anybody wins. It's really hard to make a winning combination with that. So they've already had two chances, and neither of which I felt fulfilled. It was I felt like the first one, Force Awakens, was entertaining enough. The second one we talked about. uh, Yeah. And I I just, I don't have high hopes for this third one because I I sort of know what I'm going to get. I'll eventually watch it. I still haven't bought episode eight yet. I just, I'm not eager to. I guess what I'm trying to say about that is I have less of an interest in watching Mandalorian until I finally resolve like the main storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's on me. I I get that. Here's where I come down on that. You Uh know, it's this whole attitude. And I'm not saying that you have this attitude. Yeah. But this, oh my God, they ruined my childhood and they haven't honored what was beloved about these movies from my generation. And the way I come down on it is... A, this is a business, and B, they don't owe fans anything. They're they're telling stories, and either you're on board for this story or you're not. And it's okay to be disappointed, but it's not okay to act out on it. You know, these guys that were doxing people involved in Ghostbusters and, you know, railing online ad infinitum. On you know about what they didn't like and the, the politics and the gender issues. It's just it's sad to me. Um, you know you, you got to appreciate each individual piece of movie making for what it is and and have expectations. That's fair. Have wants and desires, but if 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 that those aren't taken care of, then that's on you, not on the director. I think tricky line because. You're saying, hey, we're bringing back the original characters that you know and love. Now, for that first movie, I felt like, I feel like they made a really good attempt at delivering a continuation of the original story. I I, I do really sincerely feel that way. I think where it got confusing for me and perhaps other people who felt as though we really wanted to see a true continuation was the new characters and and trying to merge those two storylines. But I did not feel as though it <laughs> ruined my childhood. I mean, I think the prequels pretty much, you know, yeah, we, we got that those, feeling. I lumped those in, into yeah. those feelings too. Uh, yeah, I think we got that out of our system with the prequels. I, I feel like these new uh, series of Star Wars films are much more like the original trilogy. But when I watch them, and this is me, when I watch it, I'm seeing a really good fan fiction movie. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, you're the the authors of these things are vastly different human beings between George Lucas and JJ and uh what was the guy that did episode 8? Um you know, they, they <laughs> Ryan yeah, Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. There we go and, again. Yeah, and I, I, I trust me. I I I dig Ryan Johnson. I I absolutely loved Knives Out. Uh, and we'll talk about things that we've seen recently that we liked, and that'll be one of mine too. But you know, trying trying to make a nine movie trilogy by committee, you know, that's that's a tall order, man. And oh, and no. they're going to get some things right, and they're going to get some things wrong, and they're not going to please everybody. Again, I've seen it through the conclusion now, and I'm satisfied. There are certainly things that I would do differently, but. 
I no. can't blame anybody for the choices that they made. We're, I think we're just going to have to have a whole Star Wars show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But let me, my second point about this, and this is how, the, relating it back to our spoiler conversation here, is watching a movie outside of the window of hype. Oh, yeah, and, and so that's a great question, right? So so you missed out on the, the hype cycle for Mandalorian. Yep. And I got to say, the internet waited, I mean, the first, the first one came out on like a Tuesday, and I don't think I really saw a lot of public uh, speculation and talk and memes and stuff on Baby Yoda till at least that Thursday, more likely Friday in the weekend. And I was pretty surprised and happy about that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there were people that caught wind of it before that. The circles that I run, definitely a home theater forum. You know, we kept that shit on lockdown and, and didn't let anybody talk about it until at least that Saturday or Sunday. So what what is a good window for spoilers now, both before and after movies? You have the release date, and then you have the year leading up to that in which we get this drip campaign of, news bits right who they hire the status of the movie any updates and stuff like that and it's really easy to get caught up in that because that's water cooler talk oh did you hear who they who they hired to direct that oh did you hear who they hired you know blah 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 blah. i'm just thinking how many conversations we had around casting uh for not for any movie i'll go yeah. back to ben affleck because that was so controversial why did you say that name it's his mother's name mm-hmm. whether it's good or whether it's bad or whatever you want to be a part of that conversation because you don't want to feel left behind you don't want to feel left sure. out so now there's all this baby yoda and oh my gosh well what are they talking about? i gotta go watch right mm-hmm. um it's so easy to get wrapped up into that and then you watch it and so what happens you're either getting caught up in that hype and you are letting your emotions get the better of you and you think this is really great what I'm watching because everyone else is watching it and you're in the moment, yada, yada, yada. Or you're thinking, oh God, this is such a letdown because I got, it got hyped way too much. And now I'm watching yeah. it, I'm like, oh, that's it? You know? So if you take yourself out of that, now just, I don't do this necessarily on purpose. I think it's just by... Uh, happenstance, just the way I, I, uh, well, I guess it's partly on purpose. <laughs> um, since I'm not going out to the theaters that much, I am, I'm, I'm purchasing movies and then I'm watching them much later. So after yeah. all the conversation, after all the hype has died down, just last week I'm watching the latest Mission Impossible movie. Right? Okay. It was a great movie. I'm not sure if I really needed to see it at the time. I don't. I don't know if seeing it while everyone else was talking about it. I mean, they, I think they have a good formula now. Tom Cruise is always yes. giving his all. Christopher yes. Christopher McQuarrie writing and directing. That's always good. Yes. You know, there's this great cast, and they're doing lots of practical effects, and they got some IMAX stuff going on in the end. It's fantastic. If you watch a movie outside of that hype window, it allows you to view the film more objectively. Oh, who wants that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you don't you don't feel the need to uh, keep up with everyone else. You don't feel as though you should feel a certain way because everyone else is feeling a certain way or everyone right. else isn't feeling a certain way. And there's less anxiety watching the movie. There's no expectations. You're just watching it. And then once it's done, you're like, ah, okay. You could say to yourself, oh, well, that's what everyone's talking about. Or, right. 
it really wasn't a big deal or mm-hmm. the pleasant surprise where a movie gets hated on and then you watch it and you're like oh man that was great yeah because you don't have that pressure yeah the pressure man i just don't feel like watching a movie outside of that pressure is so much better now don't get me yeah. wrong i like watching a movie in the theater with everybody else you know when it's an event movie avengers right right yep sure Snakes on a plane. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm with you. You get what I'm saying, right? Like, yes. that was that was an event. Like, yeah, that was the yeah, whole yeah. point, right? But just your everyday movie, it's, it's unnecessary. And I feel as though we lose a lot of the perspective with the hype and w- with knowing bits and pieces about the story that, ahead of time yeah and, uh, i just think it ruins the overall enjoyment of the movie because spoiler it spoils the enjoyment that you can have yeah. that you would otherwise just experience as the movie plays out in front of you i'm hoping that this is still evolving right because we, we've gone from just the very limited drip that we had in the 70s and 80s and to total overload today because everything is everything out there is trying to say hey come watch me and literally movies are competing with TV and music and video games. And so they've got to get that attraction somehow. You know, I feel that there's a way that they could do that without resorting to giving away the whole apple cart. Yeah, and I got I got some examples here we'll, we'll talk about. Um, actually, I'll say this. Th- this this show that we're, we're doing tonight, actually, I, I had the idea for doing this show years ago, even before there was a Home Theater Forum podcast. I developed it for for a different podcast that never actually came to be. So I'm actually really glad we're able to 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 use it uh, for the home theater forum because it actually is a much better fit for this. But you had mentioned something a, a few minutes ago, uh, reaction videos. Yeah, we now have videos of people online watching trailers. So we're watching people watching trailers to see yeah, what their insane, reaction is. Absolutely insane. I don't know what to do with this. Is it possible we're not the target audience and we're too old, Brian? Me, for sure. Maybe not you so much. (laughs) (sighs) What it really boils down to is whether or not you feel as though you need to be instantly gratified or if you can delay that gratification. Damn millennials. No. (laughs) I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You knew I'd get it. You knew I'd get it in there. Yeah, I know. Damn millennials. Don't get me wrong. It's a new, clever thing. Right, because what, what's what's the point of it? I understand the point of it. It's because like, oh, the new Star Wars trailer comes out, and we're talking Force Awakens, for example. Right, this is something that the entire world has been expe- anticipating so much for so long, and then we finally get the first few glimpses of it, and we want to be a part of the discussion. Like, yeah. what was it all about? How did you the feel community. when you first saw? so-and-so come up on screen, right? And we want to know what other people are thinking. We want to know how other people are reacting. Yes. Why? You know? Yeah. Why? Why can't we just let it be, not have it be this spectacle? Why can't it just be a story? I know I'm a little old-fashioned here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and trust me, I get the, you know, old man yells at cloud <laughs> type thing all the time. I don't know. You can you can take any of this too far, but the thing that we've got to realize is, you know, we're still in the infancy of the internet and what the internet can and should be. And 
you know, are these reaction videos and things like that a fad, or will they be something that people genuinely appreciate? I, I don't appreciate it, but are there people out there that do enjoy it? I'm going to say yes, because they're getting millions of hits, so. Oh, yeah. Who am I, who am yeah. I to talk it down? But, but yeah, I, I don't get it either. <laughs> so, I got a couple of quotes here. One from Sam Mendez, and he's the director. He did a couple Bond movies. I think mm-hmm. he did the 1917, right? 1917, yeah. Yeah, I'll quote him. He's like, uh, with a Bond movie, it's really difficult to hold off that sense of what's coming. And I would encourage anyone who's reading this on Ain't It Cool News to not read the spoilers. Don't know where Bond goes. Don't know what happens at the end. Because at the end of the day, it really does destroy your enjoyment of movies. I think that's happened more and more. On this, I was reading hundreds of reviews of the trailer before I'd finished shooting. The sense in which the marketplace chews up and spits out information at great speed and almost robs itself of the delight of seeing a movie without any foreknowledge deliberately destroys its own enjoyment is bizarre to me. Well, that man should be president. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I will vote for that. I mean, but that's, that, I think the last part of what he says, it deliberately destroys its own enjoyment. Yes. And that's what yes. it is. I mean... But what, what is it that makes people seek that out, right? I mean, I... I know one of the things we're going to talk about is what's the worst we've ever been spoiled in a movie before. But, I mean, I only had to have it happen to me once or twice, and I'm like, I don't want that to happen again. What is it that makes people today, and and literally thousands and millions of people, seek out more information before they go to something like that? Do they they really need to have other people interpret it before they even see it? I, I don't get that. With our smartphone culture now, with everything coming to us immediately, directly to us, it just seems like people are valuing the information, the knowledge over the presentation. Yeah, but you'd think that the more that happens, the more there'd be a backlash, and there hasn't really been a spoiler backlash yet. Maybe we can start that, but man, you'd think that somehow the voices would rise up and say, enough. Okay, occasionally I will see a lot of people online complain about how much has been spoiled. I don't think they change their habits. I think they'll still watch the trailer. They'll still find out everything they want to know because they don't have that self-control. And those kind of people ruin it for the rest of us? I also credit some directors with trying to keep things under wraps, right? Like, we didn't know hardly anything about Nolan's next movie. And I'm not really sure what we do know at this point. Tenet you're talking about? Tenet, yeah. Because he's yeah. kept things under wraps and he's he's yeah. he's one of those filmmakers who understands the importance of keeping things really secretive. He'll print the script out, fly actors in to come read it in a room mm-hmm. versus making a bunch of copies and mailing it out, right? Right. You can only, you go there, you got to stand there, you got to sit in the room for two hours, that's all you get, and you get kicked out. Right. Well, here's a, here's a spoiler alert. Uh-huh. It, it, it has John David Washington in it, so I am 100% in for everything about this movie. I don't care what else happens in it. <laughs> right. It's Nolan. I yeah. Mean, I got another quote here from Carl Urban, the actor. Sure. He was asked by an editor at ScreenRant.com about working on a film under intense secrecy and said, quote, What's the point of investing all this time and energy and, you know, money into something if by the time it gets to the cinema, the audience has read the script? That's another thing on the list I didn't put down. Sometimes the script gets leaked. The audience has read the script and knows 
all the sort of twists and turns in the movie. And, and I just think he hits it right on the nose. Yeah. What's the point of doing all this if it's just going to be spoiled? And, the, you know, the Hollywood marketing machine has really trained us into building hype for a movie a year or two before it hits theaters. And it's just, I, I just think I was oversaturated and I, I reached my point at which I can't take it anymore. And maybe each one of us has a different tolerance for this sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I know that you're saying that without even getting to the movies a fraction as much as I am. And I'm literally watching 25 minutes of previews for movies that I may or may not see in the same exact theater three weeks later, mm -hmm. constantly. It, saturation's a great word for it. I mean, the A-list experience is supposed to cater to the that movie-going audience that's going to be there time and time again. And even then, they can't help but try to overdo it. Yeah. Exactly. So let, let's go back to that. What What is the worst spoiled that you've been on something? Mm. I have two. Okay, you, you go. And maybe it'll... Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. One, the comic book for The Empire Strikes Back came out a week before the movie did. <laughs> it was a mistake. Oh. But it showed up. And so I was like, well, I got to have that. And so I, I got to know I am your father and uh boy i was like i never want to be spoiled ever again what are you serious you, yeah you read yeah. the comic yeah yep oh my gosh i didn't yep. know that was a thing because that's one of the all-time shocking moments in cinema yeah. history yeah and my whole group of friends knew it before we went and saw it i don't think i told anybody else but there there were definitely people that were saying you're never gonna guess what happens and so they ruined it for other people. Oh, man. And uh, I was ruined on, uh, what was, uh, I See Dead People. What was that movie? Oh, Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense. Somebody was like, you are never going to believe this. You know, never see it coming. And so the whole movie, I'm going, uh, what, what's this? What, what's the zig? What's the zig? What's the zig? Mm. And then, like... 30 seconds before, you know, you, the I see dead people type thing, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I get where they're going now. Yeah. And you'd think that that might make you feel good to have it figured out beforehand, but it, it didn't for me. It was like, all right, this was a experience that was wasted that was taken from me. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm team no spoilers. I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. And so I've been pretty lucky with other movies, with the Star Wars and with the Mandalorian that, and again, because I'm on a list and because I'm, you know, willing to spring for digital stuff early, you know, I can have the privilege of not being spoiled, but man, if I, if I had to wait three weeks after everybody saw the Mandalorian, I'd, I'd have gone crazy. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything that comes close to your empire strikes back spoiler. Um, I do have a, a few examples here of just, Things in recent-ish history that can illustrate my point. I don't know about you, but I feel as though when I walked into The Matrix, all I had was the trailer, and it looked pretty cool. And yep. you walk Same. into it, you didn't really know what it was, and then him awakening, I thought that was you know one of those moments in cinema history that yep. doesn't happen that often, you know? This movie that's made for less than $100 million, yep. completely revolutionizing the film industry and yeah. special effects. Bullet and time and all that. Yeah. All that, right? 
I felt as though I, I that my my Matrix experience was mostly pure, and I was, yep. I'm going to look back on that with such fond memories. And um, I, I can't say the same for Matrix Reloaded, even though I do enjoy that movie. I, I did enjoy watching it in the theater. Fortunately, they didn't spoil the architect scene mm-hmm. in anything. At least I don't think they did. But I was one of those guys back in college, soaking up all of the Matrix Reloaded trailers and the Animatrix stuff and dissecting every single thing so i walked out of the matrix thinking oh my god this was so incredible how are they going to match this with the the star wars prequels mm. and have been disappointed ever since <laughs> terminator salvation okay that was ruined the trailers ruined really? that oh yeah i can i can appreciate that with yeah. the character because mm-hmm. he was well okay we're, we're <laughs> i should feel like there there's a reveal you think you're human? With yes, character that's in the trailer that is a huge plot element. Okay, yes. how much more would we have enjoyed that film had we not known that particular thing about yeah. his character? Yeah, and that doesn't happen in the movie till relatively long into it, right? Exactly. So we're sitting here thinking, like, uh, yeah, I like I know what's going to happen. I like not only am I anticipating what's happening, I know what's going to happen. Right, and it's just a matter like. I'm waiting for the characters on screen to catch up with me, and that's not how it right, should be. Yeah, I should be following the movie. The yeah. movie should be leading me along, like que- like having me question rather than me being impatient with these characters. Just get to the point where in the trailer that I know it's going to yeah. thin, so I can get on with the movie. Like I don't want to have to have that running in the back of my mind. They did it again with Terminator Genesis on the poster with like I won't say specifically what, but they kind of spoiled arc in that movie too okay i don't think i've ever fully seen genesis i saw the one before and i just saw the dark fate so yeah well they, they did so it. don't spoil it for me yeah, now. That's, that's why i'm <laughs> trying to play it cool here because i know there's gonna be some people who haven't seen everything that we're talking about well the statute of limitations is up <laughs> three days make it so i feel like the worst offenders are comedy movies yeah, oh yeah, you see all the good stuff and the funny lines before you've actually seen the movie. Right, like, if a movie, if a comedy comes out and all the funny parts are in the trailer, you go and watch the movie and, like, this isn't funny. Oh, that's gonna leave a mark! The power of pain compels you! Ow! Right, the trailer was okay, but that's just because they condensed everything into those two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. But the movie kind of sucked. There's no movie outside of those four funny moments. Yeah, I can give you a specific example. Mm. Office Christmas party. You're having a Christmas party tonight? Well, it's not a Christmas party. Mm. It's a non-denominational holiday mixer. More inclusive. Well, whatever you call it, it's not happening. All right. It's canceled. Hey, idiot, I'm looking right at you. Okay. We're not doing it. We'll still do it. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, all the good stuff's in the trailer there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But what about action movie trailers that show you all the action scenes in the trailer, Mm -hmm. you know, all the big money shots? You've already seen it in the trailer, so when you watch the movie, you think to yourself, big deal, I've already seen this. What's next that I haven't seen? Like, what? save something for me. If you're going to spoil everything in the trailer, save something. You know, don't. Just try to save a little bit of something. You know, 2012, remember that movie? Yeah, I, I was not a fan. All the money shots are in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're like, well, we spent so much money building all these set pieces. Let's let's make sure we we get our money's worth putting them in the trailer. Yeah. And then you watch the movie and like, okay, everything with John Cusack and Woody Harrelson is 
pretty silly. Yeah. Get back to all that stuff that was seen in the trailer. Okay, fine. I saw it. There's nothing new here. Yeah. Clash of the Titans. The original or the remake? The remake with Sam Worthington. Okay. The, that Kraken. Do you remember watching that movie with the Kraken coming out? That was yeah, a whole yeah. big thing. I mean, that was its own internet meme for a while, right? That moment in the trailer when that Kraken comes out of the water. Release the Kraken. And he roars. It's amazing. And I'm like, oh my. That trailer kicks so much ass because the music is synced up. The Kraken's in the movie for like a few seconds. Like uh-huh. a few seconds more than he's in the trailer. I'm like, what? what? Completely false advertising on that. Uh, you're Just... going to have to put that one in the show notes because I don't remember that at all. Uh, I love that trailer, but yeah. that was the whole movie. It was in the trailer, you know? A well-done trailer is a work of art. I mean, I oh, will yeah. say that right now. And we've seen, I mean, there's just so many bad examples these days. Let me ask you this. Yeah, sure. It'll change the subject slightly. Uh-huh. Do you consider guesses spoilers? Do you ever have somebody turn to you and say, ooh, I bet this guy, the butler is the murderer or something like that? Is that a spoiler to you or is that just a lucky guess? Or how do you deal with stuff like that? Or you're not really seeing movies with other people other than your family and have to worry about that? You know, occasionally when my wife and I watch shows, we might try to do some of that. I think if it's reasonable to to try to... Uh, speculate. Yeah, yeah. If there's little risk in spoiling something, then then maybe we might comment to each other. Ooh, I wonder what he's thinking. Hmm. Right. Yeah. We may we might we might not play it out so much, but we might we might just raise a question about it. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I'm just completely silent. What do you think? I have been in movies, and I should say that the audiences in Baltimore are way, way different than audiences in Central Jersey. Yeah. And I don't know if it's cultural or what, but uh, I have heard a lot more speculation and a lot more cheering for heroes and stuff like that. And I, I absolutely dig that part of it. And, ooh, don't go in the house. Oh, he's hiding right behind there. But I have had a couple where people are, you know, saying... This guy's going to do that. You just watch. Mm. And so that that's a downer. Yeah. But again, you take the good with the bad, so. I might speak up if there's something that happens that I missed, like it wasn't quite clear to me what the, the, the prop they were using was or what the significance of this one certain thing in the scene was. So I might say, hey, what was that? Right, yeah. With the understanding that perhaps it wasn't clear intentionally, but I don't really try to play things out for, for other people. I really just want the movie to be one step ahead of me. I mean, that's, that's I think, w- when a movie really succeeds. I think I've mentioned it before that when I took the history of cinema class back in the Stone Ages, you know, one of the professors was pushing this idea of willing suspension of disbelief, right? Mm. So, <laughs> not to bring up Adam Sandler, but to bring up Adam Sandler, mm. their movie is, you know, just go with it, right? And so... The biggest problem with spoiler culture is when people not just going with stuff and trying to overanalyze things. And and so there's, you know, a range where it's acceptable. And if, if I'm overthinking something, it's usually because I'm bored. Again, sometimes it's, it's a distraction. Sometimes it's a problem. And sometimes it's like, 
Ooh, I feel smart for having figured this out. It all depends. Do you feel smart or do you feel like, uh, I could have wrote this better or like they, they should have taken more time with this? I, I guess it depends on what movie you're watching and yeah, who's behind like, it. Uh, uh, yeah, we were talking about Ryan Johnson, Knives Out, right? I I didn't see the twists on that. And that movie, I think, actively encourages you to, to, to guess it. The whodunit, right? Right, right. I mean, that's a whole genre is the whodunit where you're encouraged to, to think things through and to pick up on subtle clues and things like that. And I absolutely love that. I'm, you know, I think I've got an analytical brain for stuff like that. And I'm usually wrong, and 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 so there's pleasure in that, right? There's pleasure in being wrong and being outwitted, but there can be pleasure in getting it right too, and saying, "Yep, my hunch was right." I just am sitting here asking myself, you know, why? Oh, why can't studios just leave anything for us to discover anymore? They've trained us to think that we should have impossibly high expectations of these movies, but also that we constantly need to be fed information regarding the movie leading all the way up to the theatrical release. Yeah. And going back to Man of Steel, I know some of these movie references are a little dated, but I picked them out years ago for specific reasons. Sure. But the movie was released in June of 2013. Mm-hmm. The first production photo with Henry Cavill in costume standing in front of this giant vault was released all the way back in August of 2011. I mean, that's yeah. almost two years of just endless speculation. And then... Yeah. But you know, I mean, part part of that was people were not believing that certain actors had it in them, right? We're seeing that right now with Pattinson. And can you imagine if we start seeing Pattinson and Batman outfits, how much that hype machine will crank up? I hear what you're saying. Like, we question whether or not the movie's actually being made. Uh, right. We question whether or not... So-and-so is a good fit for a certain role. And maybe just to dial back the intensity of the online debate, to quell people's fears, they release an image being like, oh, we're making it. We got it under control. Like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just calm down. Like, maybe that's why. But let me ask you this. If they didn't do that, would it really have any impact on the box office? Tough to say. Tough to say. I I mean, I, I... you could write books with what I don't know about the movie business, but yeah, I don't know. There would be a lot more speculation, a lot more flame wars about it until you actually see something, though. I just feel like if it's more secretive, I mean, Nolan's next movie, I feel like it's probably the best example because it's been mostly secretive. And, and maybe like you say with Mandalorian, they kind of kept things under wraps. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's being so highly acclaimed right now right i mean yeah. highly praised i mean it for the most part do a lot of do most people like it mandalorian yeah i haven't seen a, a negative review from either a professional reviewer or a fanboy so yeah I'd, I'd say it's getting pretty good reviews i knew enough like i knew they were making something i knew john favreau was making something usually if it's not like uh official star wars skywalker canon i'm not too interested in it um, right but I do respect John Favreau, so that kind of caught my eye. Yep. But I, I feel like the impression that I got, and I've been a few steps removed from this, was that it was just released kind of more or less unsuspectingly, and it's made such a great impact on things. I just, I'd I don't, I don't think that's true at all. Oh, I, is I it? think that, no. yeah, I think that this was the signature, um, uh, you know, 
block upon which Disney Plus is going to rest. And they've, you know, they're they're literally making tens of millions of dollars on this show alone, attracting people to their streaming service. And again, don't get me wrong, they they are doing almost everything right to how a streaming service should be run. They're not rotating stuff out. There are a few exceptions where things are going away and that has fans upset. But for the most part, if you're going to run an all-encompassing streaming service, Mm. Disney Plus has this really, really nailed. And to add the Mandalorian on top of that as a teaser and, you know, a dollop of ice cream that you get and you can be part of this conversation, I can't imagine launching anything better than how Disney Plus has been launched. Well, sure. I guess I was just more or less commenting on the type of coverage I was seeing up until its release. While I'm usually not thoroughly invested in knowing all this stuff about movies or shows that I may watch in the future, I at least have a good sense of where they are in the production and and how far along they are. And I guess this was one of those examples where I felt like it took me by surprise about how far along they actually were. And like, oh, I, I all of a sudden yeah, it's, it's like again, here one day. Yeah, that's by design. They released a couple production stills. They released a single trailer uh-huh. and then said, come back on November 21st and you'll get everything you wanted out of it. And boy, did they deliver in spades. Yeah, I think I watched the trailer actually, although I can't seem to recall most of it. I think I just said, oh, what's Boba Fett doing in this? <laughs> yeah, you're not alone in that for sure. I firmly believe that we shouldn't have this feeling like we are waiting to see that scene, you know, that scene in the trailer that yeah. we saw or or, or whatever else, uh, a critic's review of something like, oh, here's the scene you have to talk about. You know, it's an unnecessary distraction that's happening in the back of your mind. You keep looking for it. Like, is it going to happen now? Is it going to happen now? Yeah. Instead of just watching the movie, instead of just paying attention, you know. Ideally, plot sequences, I mean, they should hit you for the first time in the theater as the story naturally unfolds. In the context yeah. of the narrative, because all the time, you know, so you ever notice that when you're watching a trailer and they'll they'll put two unrelated scenes next to each other to kind of make it seem like it's the, throw you it's off the story bit, progression, yeah. like yeah, one character says something and then another character reacts to it, yep. but they're not part of the same scene. You know, like some of that stuff just completely shades the movie a certain way. It makes you think the movie's going to be certain something and then it's, it actually isn't that. So when you watch it, it's like you're disappointed because it doesn't play yeah. out the same way that you thought it might because you watched or the trailer. Or worse, how, how often have you been disappointed where something you thought was really cool in the trailer never makes it to the actual movie? Oh yeah, that's been happening more and more where they'll just take stuff out of a trailer. In fact, yeah. let's go back to Vice for just a second. There's one shot in the trailer for that movie where Kristen Bale has his shirt off. Really? There is. Now, I specifically remembered it because like, cause I'm paying attention to like, you know, his weight gain because that's what was, was most <laughs> fascinating to me, right? I'm yeah. like, holy shit, dude. And then I watched the movie and I don't see it. Mm. That was a distraction for me in the back. I'm like, I want to see, see that scene. I want to see that scene. I want to see that and don't see it. Mm. The movie's over and I turn to my wife and instead of commenting about what a neat movie it was, I'm like, did you remember seeing a scene with him with his shirt off? That was the first thing I was thinking. So I go to the deleted scenes, and of course it's there, thank God. Right. Because I was like, I didn't want to think I was crazy and just making this up. <laughs> but yeah, they took it possible. out. And I'm just, mm. and then I'm thinking, for all that, you know, why did Christian Bale go through the effort of gaining all that weight 
to hide it under the clothing. Yeah. Now, they had the scene in there, but they took it out. I think otherwise, if they weren't going to have it in there and they knew that, they should have just had him wear a fat suit or something, right? It's a weird business, I guess. Sitting here imagining Christian Bale, like, talking to the director. You're going to take that scene out? That shows that this wasn't all fake. That shows that it wasn't, you know, that this is real, right? Yeah, I guess. just robbing it of that reality. So, with that said... Do you need the weight gain and the prosthetics before you fully feel in character, or would it be there without? I, I certainly felt like I did need that. Um, I also wanted that there was there's a section in the middle where I'm more free of uh, um, any suits or anything, where it is kind of the pivot point um, of the weight that I got to. Sure. Um, I thought that I did. I'm not so sure now. Um, there's two reasons. One is my own health. I don't think I can keep doing this. Right. But also, I, uh, I gave a call to um, somebody who's always been a great inspiration to me, uh, to Gary Oldman, and I knew he had played Winston Churchill. And I said, uh, asked him a question. I said, well, how many pounds did you gain for that? And he said, no, no, I didn't gain any weight. And I went, no, 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 you don't understand it. How, and by that time, I was already like 25 pounds right. heavier and still going, still chomping like a sumo wrestler. Um, and he said, no, Christian, I didn't gain a pound. So I went, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm already down this path. But it does appear as though prosthetics have come such a long way that uh, it can be achieved without that yet. But I didn't know that, and I'm stubborn, and I felt like I really had to achieve it at least Partially. When you're headed down that path, what's the food of choice that you most look forward to on the upswing? Eggs and rice. And when you're losing it, what's the food? My kids' leftovers. I know there's a lot of stuff in Rogue One. They commented on that a lot. Okay. Lots of shots in that trailer didn't make it in. And was that misdirection or was it just simple editing? You know, with a movie like, I think that particular movie had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with its production. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, rumors yeah, right that, that it was ghost directed, a certain thing. They completely rewrote a lot of it. Right. You know, um, you know, and I guess for movies like Avengers, I have seen articles online advocating for certain movies to not release any trailers whatsoever. Right. And I think the most notable example of this would be the the most recent two Avengers movies. There were trailers and teasers though, right? There 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 were, but I saw articles saying how ahead of time Marvel Studios should not release trailers for these movies because people oh. are going to go see them anyway, right? Word of mouth is going to spread. It's going to make a billion dollars anyway. You, you don't need it. Just just have a poster with everyone's face on it. Yeah, I don't think that's how the business works, though. <laughs> uh, well, of course it isn't. But I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be a nice breath of fresh air if some oh, studio yeah. took yeah. a risk by doing that? You know, it's the old saying, no, but nobody ever got in trouble by buying IBM. You know, nobody ever got in trouble by putting out a trailer. If you don't put out a trailer and the thing bombs, then it's all on you for making that decision. True, which is why I don't think you could do it for every movie. But for a movie that's going to... What's the next big movie that everyone will go see? Ooh. Think about it. I'm talking big. It's not going to come out for another couple years. Oh, Avatar? Avatar. There's the possibility, and I will go on record saying that the sequels to Avatar could bomb. 
We've never had a James Cameron bomb. And Avatar was so iconic and so complete that you better really surprise people with Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 to make sure that your vision lives up to all the hype. I agree. I think he's doing it right, though. He's taking his time. Oh, yeah. Getting it right. He's not rushing this stuff out. Will they make as much as the original? Maybe not. Will they bomb? I doubt it. But, I mean, they are making, what, a whole theme park on this stuff. I mean... Oh, it's already out, right? Yeah. Do we really expect these movies to do bad? Just imagine Avatar comes out and there's no trailer. But, yeah. I mean, you have posters. That's fine. And you have the normal stuff. Everything but the trailer, right? I still think it's going to make a ton of money. Because why did the first Avatar make a ton of money? It wasn't because of the trailer. It's because of word of mouth. Right, yeah. It didn't make a whole lot of money opening weekend necessarily compared to other blockbusters that we have standards to compare against. It just kept making money over a long period of time, kind of like Titanic, right? Just more, just repeat business, just people going to see it based on word of mouth. People who would go out, people who wouldn't typically go out to see movies went to go see a movie like that because yeah. it was a visual spectacle unlike anything that you've ever seen before. Now, maybe there's not going to be that reinvention of the wheel for these next few movies, but I think you've seen the first one. You have to go see the other ones, right? Yeah, but we're also 20 years past Avatar now, too. I mean, Tw- I don't 20 know. 20 years? Is it, isn't it? When did Avatar come out? Oh, nine. What's that? So that's oh, it's only 10 years? So when's the next one come out? Uh, was it next year? 21, yeah. So, so that'll be... Oh, my God. Yeah. 12 years. <laughs> 12 years. That's a long time. Are you sure Avatar came out in 09? <laughs> it seems like it took 10 years more than that. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. That first movie was lightning in a bottle, right? It was Last of the Mohicans in space. So how do you follow that right, up? Right, right. How yeah. do you follow up? That, that, was, that was an iconic retelling of a story that people that have close to their hearts, right? I don't know. I don't know. Is it going to be more of the same? I don't know. There's probably going to be a little bit more of the same, but it's just going to be a visual spectacle, and I think people look at those movies like they're magic, I think. People were also excited about 3D back then, and I think that wave has crashed. Maybe high frame where it'll take over for it. I don't know. Yeah, and I saw something where James Cameron was like, well, high frame rate doesn't work all the time, and I, I think I even saw something like where he wasn't doing high frame rate for the new Avatar movies. I think it's just for the effect sequences, and I'm I'm all for that. I think that's a, a great compromise. You don't need it for the talky-talky stuff. Well, so how would that but, work if it's just for certain parts of the movies? You know, when you watch 24 frames versus, like, 48 frames, right? Right. Like, getting back to The Hobbit, watching the standard version or the high frame rate version, mm-hmm. like, each each version has its own look for the duration of the movie. It seemed right. like what Cameron was saying was that it would go back and forth. So the sequences that are... F- filmed in 48 frames per second have 48 individual frames and the scenes that are filmed in 24 frames per second they you know put the one ones on one and two two on two and three and so on so you think it, it might alternate like as you're watching it yes well that's something yeah, we haven't I've, seen before right no and and i think gemini man would have been much better if if they had done it that way because the action sequences were fantastic oh did you in, see gemini man yes i did 
And you know it's coming out on home video in HDR 1060, uh, right? I suspected it might. I knew there was... Yeah. Ang Lee did the high frame rate again. I think he shot it in 120 for theatrical. Might, it, it, it might have even been 240, but yeah, it was at least 120. But the uh, UHD can only do, do up to 60, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd like Currently. to see it just for that alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, come on up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's we can right. do it That's here. That's right, dude. I gotta plan. I've got to plan another trip up there. Yeah. But anyway, there, there's plenty of time for spoilers in the Avatar world. But like I said, you you've got two coming out in 2020. What's he gonna do? One every year after that because he's filming them all at once. Jeez, is it every year? Every two years? I don't I, know. Something like that. I think that. so. Yeah. And just imagine two does well that the hype will be deafening for three, four, and five. Yeah, I know. I just think it would be an interesting experiment if they didn't release a trailer for some movie that was that big that you knew that you were going to have a lot of people go and see. It's going to make a ton of money regardless, but they won't do that. That's like you said, no. that's not the industry. Right. And so it's, it's up to us to actively avoid it. Right. Which is tough. Yep. It's tough. Well, I mean, I think we we're, we're in agreement here. There there's way too much information out way too early. And the only defense is, uh, you know, you know, putting your hands over your ears and avoiding spoiler sites. Do you generally go to sites like Ain't It Cool News? I mean, is that even a thing anymore? Dude, I or, do. It's it's terrible. I could all Yeah. I have my three sites I go to for news yeah. like a few times a week. If it's not on our forum, I don't see it generally. That's where I used to get all my news from. Yeah. Or on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter? Like do you like yeah. follow certain I do, and and most of it's tech related and industry related, and uh, you know now three D printing and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah. I remember back in the day. I think I started a thread on home theater forum for John Wick because that wasn't getting any attention. Oh and yeah. Then it was that one shot of Keanu walking. He looked all badass in that suit and right. stuff like that, and it really didn't get a whole lot of attention. And then those movies just blew up. Yep. And. Uh, I don't, this is kind of off topic, but I don't really understand why, because the first one was okay. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I couldn't make it through the second one and the third what? one. What? I watched... <laughs> oh, two and three are classics, man. No, we, 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 will, we will fight on this one. <laughs> now, now, part of it is there was just a little too much gun violence. Okay. Which didn't used to be a thing for me. But yeah, okay. now for whatever reason it, uh, it is. You've 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 gotten into oh, dad mode. Yeah, it's the dad mode thing. And so yeah. But then I, I, and I it's did, fair. Well, I did watch the trailer for the third one, and I'm thinking, I know what this movie is. I don't need to see it. Yeah. I just saw it. Okay. Let me ask you this: Was that third movie much different than the first two? Uh, it was way different than the first one. Okay. But not much different than the second one. Right. And I was disappointed in two ways uh, with that. One, I thought they should have ended it as a trilogy. Uh, I didn't realize that it was not the end of the story, and it got to the end of that movie, and I'm like, oh, I guess we're doing number four. I heard that. They're going to do a fourth one of these yeah. movies? I'm like, yeah, because, uh, I mean, it's it's totally unresolved at the end of three. Oh, God. So it's a total cliffhanger. All right. I heard something. Yeah, I, I did hear that. Not only that, I heard that it's also coming out on the same day as the next Matrix movie? Oh, I hadn't heard that. That that's pretty weird. That's Let's see really if we need confirmation. Now, yeah, I I am there for the next Matrix movie for sure. Will it also be the same day as Bill and Ted? <laughs> I'm, I'm there for that too. <laughs> yes, we'll do a Keanu trilogy day. 
I love Keanu. I just yeah. I couldn't go along with the John Wick uh, as okay. much as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. As much as I really wanted to, I I just I just couldn't. Um, even though I think he's good in them. But yeah, I'm I'm there for Bill and Ted, there for Ma- yeah. the next Matrix. I, I really hope they get that right. The Wachowski faction really needs a, a win. Yes. God, what was the last one that they did? Was it Jupiter? I don't know. Jupiter Ascending? Oh, Ascending, yeah. I didn't watch any of Sense8. Have you seen Sense8? No, is it? That's a TV show? I think that's a Netflix show. And it's uh, Wachowski Sisters? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's now off the air, but they got a couple okay. seasons in there, and they they were able to wrap it up, I think. But okay, Lana's only doing uh, the next Matrix. I don't think um, Lily is involved. Okay, again, I I don't do a lot of spoiler sites or behind the scenes on that, so I haven't really been involved. But uh, before I forget, the one other complaint I had about John yeah, Wick is uh, just just not nearly enough Halle Berry. Swing. Uh-huh. She was amazing in that. I, oh, was she? I didn't, I didn't see that coming from her, and she, she delivered big time. Without spoiling it for those listening, what, what did you like about Halle Berry? Oh, just a I tough mean, besides woman. Besides the obvious. Yeah, no, I mean, she's a, a strong woman character, knows what she wants, knows the trouble that John Wick is going to inflict on her life, and she deals with the trouble that happens because of her respect for John, and she's got two amazing dogs in the movie that are almost as cool as John Wick himself. Oh, wow, okay. That's interesting. I think that wraps up my bitch session about spoilers, man. What was that term you coined earlier? The Oh, the spoiler... Trailer uh, and yeah, spoiler. The, trailer in, the trailer industrial complex. <laughs> yeah. Book it. Yes. Book it, uh, and, uh, you know, every time somebody uses that, I get a nickel. Yeah. So... For those of you listening, where did we go wrong? Did we go wrong? What do you guys do? What do you guys think? Tell us. Yeah, did we spoil anything for you? If so, sorry. That's that's not our intention. Mm, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. And I've heard some people say that they don't mind spoilers, and I just don't get that. I mean, Yeah, you don't, I don't understand that, yeah. 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 Tell us, what was the worst you've ever been spoiled? Do you have something comparable to my Emperor Strikes Back? Ah, dude. Because I, I, ho- I hope, anybody I hope can not for you guys. Now. That's, yeah, that was bad. I've never even heard anyone else say anything like that before yeah. with, with Empire. I mean, I wasn't even yeah. aware they had a comic book that came out before it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a mistake uh, to ship it early, but yeah, and it was way big mistake to read it early. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Now I was a little young. I don't, I can't remember. You, you know, in what order I actually watch those original movies. You know, when you're a kid, you just watch movies. You don't really understand or know anything. So. I guess I was robbed in a sense just because I was so young and it, whenever I watched it, I didn't understand the significance anyway. Oh, sure. But I have kids now that I could kind of experience yeah. that with and, and, and see what they think, you know, when they watch it for the first time. So that'll be, that'll be something nice. Very cool. So anyway. This was a great conversation. I think we got a lot off our chests. I'm looking forward to hearing what our what our uh, listeners think. I am too, man. I love you guys. No, but I th- I think this one's really near and dear to our hearts. So, hey, you know what? What? I I didn't once mention Song of the South today, so let's mention that now. Oh, that's right. You haven't <laughs> mentioned that yet. Damn you, Disney. Right. Damn you, Disney. Put it on <laughs> Disney Plus. We yeah, demand it. There you go. I'm sure that with, wouldn't with, cause any outrage whatsoever. No, no, and like I said, put it, put a uh, a spoiler alert from Oprah Winfrey and Whoopi Goldberg in front of it, and we'll be all good. Yeah, 
yeah, just get Oprah in there. Dude, I don't, did I ever ask you? I think there was a, like a book on it. No. I think there's a book. Uh, I'll see if I can look this up and send it to you. I think it was called like Who's Afraid of the of Song of the South, something like what? that. What? I think it, it, it deals with this issue. Okay. Well, I will Google that immediately post-haste and we'll put it in the show notes if true. All right. So, uh, Sam, thanks to everybody in the Home Theater Forum. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. I think Sam and I are really getting a kick out of this and um, getting into the uh, swing of things here. So... Absolutely. Had a great time. And one last time, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, Brian, have a good one. Um, you okay? Is he okay? We'll just go. April Fool's! You are so good! Oh my gosh! We got you guys so bad! Maisie Williams, everybody! Alright, well, uh, welcome back. Sam and I decided to do a little extra bonus section here for you guys. Uh, I thought it might be fun to talk about what we've been watching recently. Yeah, the good and the bad, for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's always good and bad. <laughs> good um, and bad. I don't know about you, Sam, but uh, I, I did quite the number on Black Friday... My list comprises of movies that are that weren't necessarily released recently, but it's just taken me a while to get around to watching them. Right. Most of my Black Friday was spent on my other hobbies, uh, including the new one that I'm into is 3D printing. And so I spent all, quite, a, quite a bit on that. But yeah, I'm with you. There were some nice sales um, on the digital side as well as on the physical side, and I picked up a few of those too. I just haven't watched them yet. <laughs> You're into 3D... Man, what aren't you into, man? Oh, like, man. Goodness. I, I tell you what, you, you know, you've been nice enough to send me all these codes. Uh, you I got, tell I me got your more fav- for you, too. <gasps> better You're ones. You're my hero, yeah. dude. I got a lot but of I, speaking, speaking of heroes, you tell me what your absolute favorite Marvel character is, and I'm going to send you a nice 3D printed bust of that oh, one. Oh, Hulk, for sure. Hulk? Okay. I would have I picked you for Iron Man. Hulk smash. But, okay. Hulk is on its way. Count it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice, dude. Thanks. So tell me what you watched. All right. So in no particular order, um, I'm in the middle of watching season one of Westworld. Oh, classic. It's awesome. It gets even better as the season goes on too. This, yeah, this is, this is good stuff. And this is well, this is a well-written show. You know, yep. the, the sci-fi that the mixed with the Western and it's a very adult, you know, a provocative show to say the least. Yep. And Boy, I can't wait to see where it goes next, and goodness. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've told people we're we're really in the golden age of television, and, and HBO has got this stuff on lockdown. They just know how to, you know, to, to really amp stuff up. They're not constrained by the limits of broadcast TV, and so they can get a little dirty with it and a little fun yeah, where I'll the broadcast say, stuff can't. Jeez, goodness. Yeah, keep keep going with that HBO. So uh, yes, please. Now I, my list here is about what uh, ten or twelve long. What do you what do okay. you have? I mean, I think we just so go back and forth. I, ping pong. I, I, I've got I've got just a couple. Uh, you know, as as a movie reviewer, I struggle with reviewing stuff fairly when I really really don't like the movie. And uh, I I had one of the biggest disappointments of 2019 in watching uh, Rambo: Last Blood. Have you seen that one yet? I did. I I made it out to the theater to watch that mm-hmm. with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just I figured it's Stallone, it's Rambo. I gotta go. Yeah, 
how 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 bad can it be, right? I mean, it's Especially it's Rambo. After the last one, which was so kick yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, were you disappointed too? I was. So uh, here here's what I would do: is I would just chop the first forty minutes off that movie yeah. and just forget about it and start when he start that movie when he's about to fight the Mexican gang and gets his ass kicked, and then pick back up after that because that's a good movie. But the first 40 minutes, I don't know what they were thinking. No. And I, I, I get it. You know, they, they've always had the little bit of real world action that they're talking about, you know, with how, you know, how things are going in Afghanistan and blah, blah, right. and, and yeah. veterans rights and, you know, veterans being treated poorly. But man, they just missed the mark on this whole traffic, human trafficking thing. It, 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 the, the end like 20 25 minutes or so that that was killer that was good stuff because yep. it's just Stallone it's a horror film at that point yeah I mean, exactly it's a yeah. slasher film at that point yep but you know I think um it, it, it was not a Rambo movie I felt like it was Stallone in a movie yeah but it really it was not the character of Rambo Rambo does not speak that much Rambo should have right. had 10 lines in the whole movie instead of you know he was speaking the whole time and it was just like this is not Rambo this is Stallone this is not yeah, Rambo. And they got that so right with the, the latest couple creeds, right? It's like, you you, you know mm. just how much rope to give him as far as dialogue yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he slips back into the character. Right, and yeah. this last movie was, I don't know, I don't know what Stallone was thinking because he's usually on top of these characters, but he just seemed to just throw that out the window. And Well, he he didn't write this one, right? I think that's part of it. Yeah, he wasn't really as, as into it as... as yeah, because yeah. I think he wrote and directed the last one. and then Yeah, and, as he did all the others, you know, and, and the, the Rockies too, so... Oh, I should add... So yeah, that, yeah. Was, a, that was a big disappointment. Uh, yeah, what else for, you got? For sure. Uh, well, on that note, since we're talking about stuff that we saw in theaters... Um, I did see the latest Terminator. Did you see that? I love that one. Was it ter- ter- Terminator Genesis? No, <laughs> that was the last. That one. was the one before, right? Yeah. What the heck? They is all this run one? together for I me. Know. I'm sorry. Dark Fate. Yeah, Dark Fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. There were some parts in there that were inspired for sure. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were some parts in there, some some questionable casting choices. For, yes. for sure. Um, yeah, it was nice to see Linda Hamilton back. I don't really feel as though it lived up to the promise of what it was, you know, promoting. Well, I mean, what, what did you think about Linda Hamilton coming back? I I thought she was great. Did Did I tell you this story on another podcast about the uh, the the blonde girl that's in that? Oh, I don't think. Oh so. man, I'm I'm so embarrassed. She's so, awesome. She was awesome. She was amazing. I haven't seen. I don't know what else I've seen her in, but she was terrific, which makes this admission so much worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they, you know, announced that this thing was happening, and Linda Ham Linda Hamilton was coming back, and they put out this poster with uh, the three, you know, the three women looking like total badasses, and I looked at that and I said. Boy, that is the weirdest looking dude I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like weeks later, you know, that I saw the trailer. I'm like, that's not a dude. Yeah. But but you watch the movie and 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 obviously there there's no, you know, no questioning that and she doesn't look manly at all in the in the movie. But boy, that that poster just has her you know, almost flat chested and like scars across her chest with this like 
big yeah. halter top on. I'm like, right. I I didn't know, and I I felt terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but I love the movie. Absolutely love the funny. movie. Yeah, I mean, th- her first scene where she comes back, she's in, in that factory, and that that, and then the the the, the car chase. That was all yep. killer. Yep. Um, I didn't really buy who they casted as as the the girl and what her storyline was. I didn't yeah. really buy any of that. Yeah, there was definitely questionable choices, and there were things that I would have done differently, and and how they handled the you know Arnold in retirement kind of deal. I mean, spoiler yeah. alert, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, some of that was kind of neat. Some of that was a little questionable. The 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 Terminator I thought had some good effects, but uh, again, it was just recycling a bunch of old ideas. And I think with Rambo and with Terminator, I'm sitting there rewriting this in my head as I'm watching it, and yeah. I'm thinking. Uh, all this, and of course, it, 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 there seemed to be some behind-the-scenes trouble between Cameron and the director. I think it was right. Tim Miller, you know, as far as creative control. Well, here's the thing, you know, when when they do these things, and 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 you can even point this at the Star Wars stuff. They want to do a little bit of fan service, and they don't know exactly where that line is. So you got to kind of throw in, you know. You know, little tidbits and and breadcrumbs for people to follow, and and the you know the the spoiler hunters to go nuts over. But uh, you know, sometimes you just get so bogged down in that that it 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 really ruins the whole experience. Yeah. Well, let's move on. I got a bunch here, and I'll try to get sure, through go. real quick. Um, you ever watch American Horror Story? I have not. Uh, again, I'm I'm not a big broadcast TV kind of guy, and especially something like horror where. You know, they can't really get away with as much as you can in a movie or on HBO. That's, that's always been a downer for me. Yeah, that's true. I feel like American Horror Story, I, the, I watched the Apocalypse season, which I think is a not quite the latest, but the second latest. American Horror Story, I'm surprised that it's network television because they get away with a whole lot. Sure, and, and I've heard nothing but great things about all of those series, and they have some terrific guest stars. Is is that the one with Lady Gaga? Oh, she's been in a couple seasons. I mean, it's been it's been provocative, not quite what mm-hmm. you get on HBO, but huck on close. Yeah. And I have been scared out of my wits with some really? of these seasons. Like, there's some times when I, I watch a show with Kat... And I, I don't, these days, you know, with ki- kids have kind of changed what I watch. I, I don't really find myself watching too much horror or violent movies mm-hmm. anymore. But this is this is hitting a good sweet spot that the writing, by the time the first episode ends in every single one of these seasons, you feel like you've been watching it for half a season because the writing is just so efficient. You get to know yeah. the characters. That's how well this show is written. I cannot believe it. And, but anyway, there'll be, there'll be times when I'll watch a show with Kat and I'm like, uh-uh, no more. This is I'm gonna lose sleep over this tonight because it's just so. <laughs> That's awesome. The Roanoke, God, the Roanoke season especially. Jesus, I always love the mystery there, so yeah. I, I may have to check that one out. So speaking of horror, yeah, do you like cosmic horror, like H.P. Lovecraft and Poe type stuff? The whole Cthulhu, yep, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I've I've only I've only been somewhat familiar with it. I keep yeah. waiting for Guillermo del Toro to, to, yeah. to announce he's going to direct that movie. Or well, well, I don't plus even know what got, it would be, but it just seems like fun. Yeah, two weeks we got Nick Cage coming out in uh, the Color Out of Space, and man, I really hope they get that one right because mm. if they, if they do that right, that will be like a childhood dream of mine come mm. true. Okay. So Mountains to, yeah. Madness, 
I'm all in for. But yeah, there there's a new movie out called The Lighthouse. Have you seen that? I've seen the trailer for it, the black and white. Yeah, yeah. what almost square ratio black and white. Right. Uh oh man. Uh you know, the um the Academy Awards uh nominations just came out yesterday and I was really surprised that uh, uh what's his name? Uh Daniel uh Defoe. Willem Defoe. Uh, uh, Willem Defoe. Uh, didn't get nominated because yeah. man, he really nails that character well, and so the, the speeches. There are monologues in that that are out of Shakespeare. If Shakespeare was on acid, so uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really great. And it's not going to be for everybody. I, I I I fully you know recognize that. No, not everybody's into H.P. Lovecraft type stuff and cosmic yeah. horror like I am. But man, that was really right in my wheelhouse. That's, that, and, that's uh, cosmic horror, you'd say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, like okay. uh, psychological horror that the, the universe is is at best uncaring and at worst out to get us. And, uh, you know, that there are, there are mysteries that we don't understand and that they affect us psychologically, spiritually, and so on. I'm all about, uh, I'm all about uh, cosmic for sure. I didn't... Yeah. I'll have to write that down on my list to to watch because um, I, I just assumed it was just a, a, a an avant garde period piece. It, it it is very avant garde. It's definitely a character study. A bunch of my friends have been really really down on Robert Pattinson coming in to play Batman, but man, he holds up next to Defoe here, and uh, I think the kid can. Well, he's not a kid anymore, but I think he can you know, can act his way in anything. And if anybody can pull off Batman, I think he might have a chance at doing it. Yeah, good call. I, I mean, it, it can only go up from Ben Affleck, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not I, a big fan. I, I, was, I wasn't as down on Ben uh, doing Batman as a lot of people, but yeah, I, I get the disappointment. I guess, you know, it, it was almost like had Marvel originally casted Tom Cruise for Iron Man, I could not really? suffer, you know, what they were, th that was who they were originally Oh, I never heard that one. Yeah, look look that up, because if they had done that, all you would have seen would be Tom Cruise. You would not see right, Tony Stark, yeah. you know what I mean? And I, that's that's the feeling I got with Ben Affleck. And I don't know, I think a lot of people, you know, said, said, said the same thing about, uh, about uh, what's his name, that uh, Downey Jr. that did do it. But man, uh, I I think he really nailed it. So mm -hmm. that that's interesting. Uh, a couple more, a few more here. Um, sure, go for it. Mortal Engines. Oh yeah, I I I saw that in the theater. What was your take on that? Uh, could have been better. Um, I put it in the same kind of category as Alita. That you know, spectacle movie that didn't didn't really pay off as well as it could have. Yeah, a little silly. Um, it was one of those movies where I'm like, uh, 20 minutes in, I'm like, I already know where this is going, and but that I, I didn't expect Terminator to show up in the middle of that movie. That yeah, was, yeah. What's yep. going on here? Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's mostly a pass for me. Um, I did finally get around to seeing the rest of the DC Universe stuff, Aquaman and Shazam. And did they live up to your low expectations? I'll tell you this much. They were exactly the movie that I thought they were going to be. Aquaman was a visual spectacle. I, I could not believe what I was watching and listening to. That had fantastic production value. And most of the movie, I don't know if you saw it at home or in the theater, but most, Both, of, the, yeah. most of the movie was full screen. 
Yep. It was yeah. great. Oh, it looked so fantastic. I was so happy with that. And it was visually colorful and the sound was great. Yeah, I can hear the pitchforks coming out already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Shazam, I thought was was fine. I, th- I felt that was just like, you know, let's... I felt that was like DC wanting to do a, a new one of those new Spider-Man movies that was just like... A total yeah, but also to that. give something for the whole family, and that's not how it was marketed until the end, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, th- I think if they do another one with the, the whole, sh- you know, Shazam family or Marvel family or whatever they're going to call it, it'll be pretty cool. Next on my list was Vice. Uh, I hated it. So I was looking at. I just so happened to coincidentally have some notes from one of our previous shows, and I had written down that this was one of your regrets. Oh yeah, big biggest regret on my AMC. Remind me why. Well, uh, I mean the the character studies are great. I mean Bale really nails uh, Rumsfeld. Cheney. 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 I'm sorry, we can't really get into the whole politics of the thing, but the the whole movie, you know, has its opinion, and for the most part, I I agree with the viewpoint of the movie. They're just so smarmy about it. It's you know <laughs> over the top and. It was, you know, just trying to poke eyes in everybody, and I don't think you're going to change anybody's opinions on that in a, in, in a movie like that. Wasn't it amazing to see Christian Bale just completely transform? You're like... Oh, yeah. Can, can you imagine pointing him out to somebody and being like, hey, guess who that is? Right, because yeah. Because it's not immediately obvious. Right. He's got well, all I mean, of his mannerisms down. I just yeah. he gained so much weight for that. I just yeah. could not believe yeah. what I was watching. Yeah, you know who surprised me in that and I thought was really good was, mm. uh, who's it, Tyler Perry played uh, oh, yeah. uh, the other general there. Colin Powell. Colin Powell, yeah, that was good. There was a, there was a couple cameos. I, I didn't really buy uh, Bush. You know, oh, again, yeah? played it, played, he played it too hickey, you know, and I, I think he's a great actor, so... Sam Rockwell, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I didn't quite buy Steve Carell, but I went with it. Yeah, yep, exactly. Black Klansman, loved it, loved it, man. I, again, again, can't really get into the whole politics of it, but man, that last five minutes of that movie, if uh, if if you can't sit yeah, through that with right. white knuckles, yeah. you don't have a heart. Venom, I liked Venom. It it could have. Could have been better. Um, they they went too much into the technological stuff and not enough into the characters. But yeah, that was super silly. I felt like that movie should have come out in the early two thousand. It didn't feel like an early Spider Man movie. Sam Raimi, yeah, uh, early two thousands. I mean, it's just yeah. like completely behind the times. I felt like yeah, yeah, and and you know what? With the the actors that they had for that, you would have thought that. It would have been Things wildly, gone a little different. Yeah, like, yeah. what is Tom Hardy doing in this yeah, movie? Exactly. He's sweaty he and dirty and just yeah. it looks, it just, what is going on here? Yeah, and he hasn't really picked stinker roles before that, so I was really surprised at that. A little weird. Oh, just last on the horror list, I did watch the new Halloween. Oh, yeah, I saw that in the theater, too. Yeah, yeah. what was your take on that? Girl Power Halloween, maybe? Uh... Yeah. I don't know. I, it was it was nice to see her pick up the story. You know, so many years later, it gives again the Halloween fan everything that they wanted from it. But you know, there's just so many inconsistencies and things that you can point to and say, "Yeah, okay, just roll with it." Yeah, I like Jamie Lee coming back. I just was at sitting there at the end questioning why they needed to make this movie if they weren't really gonna do much with it. I mean, I felt like. 
this movie did what H2O did 20 years ago. You know, I don't really remember it. I, I I know I've seen H2O, but I can't really remember. Oh, Halloween H2O, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it was the same thing. H2O hmm. came out, what was it 1999 or so? You, uh, I, you're, you'd know better than me. I'd, I've blocked it from memory. But just like <laughs> this one, it completely disregarded all the other sequels to Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Brought Jamie Lee back, and it's Myers getting out and them having a confrontation. And if you go back and watch it, it's amazing. It's it gives a satisfying conclusion to their story. Yes, really satisfying. I, I thought it was a well yeah. done movie, and I felt like this movie is 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 really just doing that all over again, but not doing it as well, mm-hmm. and not really giving any justification as to why they're doing it that way again. Yeah, and like, you had the same kind of uh, ambivalence about the ending that you did in uh, Last Blood. You know, make mm. a choice. Tell mm-hmm. tell a story. Don't make your readers, you know, make up but choose your own adventure on it. <laughs> I did watch. <laughs> so my daughter saw a commercial for the new animated Adams Family movie. Yeah, it looked terrible, was it? Yeah, I'm like, and she was all excited. Dad, can we watch that? I'm like, you know what? We're going to watch Adams Family, but we're going to watch the Adams Family movies that came out 20 years ago. Sure. So I bought the double feature on Blu-ray. We watched them both, and those mm-hmm. are so great. Raul Julia and yeah. what's what's her name who did? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, geez, they're such an amazing. They have such amazing chemistry on screen with you know their 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 love and with for one another yes. and yeah, such it's such perfect casting. And of course, we get Chris, and, Christina Ricci in there as a young girl, right. and and you know what? Neither one of them. Um, those movies really did anything to damage the history of the TV show. Right, right. And and so that's what it looked like when I saw the trailer for this movie. I'm like, uh, they're just crapping yeah. all over everything right. that came before. So just a few more here. Um, <laughs> some are light, some are heavy. Um, we'll, we'll do the heavy one first. Oliver Stone's Untold History of the United States. No, I haven't even heard of that one. This this was this was like a, a a series, probably like ten episodes. And okay. if you're, if you're into, he set out to make this because he became frustrated with what his kids weren't learning in school about right. Ameri- about American history, mostly about the 20th century and the presidents and the wars that we've been in, and you just see the same cycle of things happening over and over again with these presidents and with with how they come to power and how they justify the things that they do and there's a lot of the same narratives that are happening today that were happening back then so it's like wow there's really nothing new here well i mean that was the the theory of vice right i mean vice was simply yeah. a mirror today too right. yeah and yeah. and that was so heavy-handed though you know it was you know that that's why i had trouble with it but it, it, stone i i wouldn't think would would go in that direction yeah these were like documentary style i mean ultra there's Mm -hmm. so much information like wow who is this what is going on here like stuff you didn't learn in high school and it's just going at a quick pace and uh just just kind of narrated so it's really not um any dramatization too much it's it's really just watching a bunch of old clips and learning history i felt like you just could go into history class and pop one of these on that would have been so much more fun to do (laughs) you know yeah i don't know uh, so, uh, Cosmos. Oh, the original or the, the original? New, yeah, yeah, the classic. With Carl Can't Sagan. go wrong with that. Did you see that? 
The original when yeah. I was a kid, yeah. Wow, you did? Yeah, when I was broadcast, we used to watch it in school. They would bring up episodes on not even VHS, but you know that that monster cassette that they'd almost use for like news uh, gathering. Oh, geez, like Umatics or Beta yeah, or something? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, not even Beta, but Umatics. Yeah. Oh, my three quarter inch tape. Holy yes. crap, yeah. dude! Dude, yeah. I'm I am like almost i'm like uh 10 episodes in i okay. am i am loving this this is okay. such an amazing treat to watch yeah and his books are even better than the tv shows if you can believe it oh no kidding i yeah. it's, so much of the information is is still relevant oh relevant true i mean the the science doesn't change i mean you know little bits and pieces we get smarter about it you know Right, but, but like yeah. at least 90, 95% of it is still the same. And I was just like, yeah. I'm learning new things. I'm a huge yeah. fan of, fan. I'm a, I I really love studying things about the universe, about space mm -hmm. and space travel and such, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting here watching this and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And um, I, I tried to get my daughter to start watching it with me, but it's a, it's a little much to keep up with and you have to kind of understand a little bit um about the world more so than she does to, to really yeah uh, follow along and i'm sitting yeah. here thinking wow this is so incredibly well written and yeah. just the concepts that they're talking about are completely fascinating and i did watch the one with neil degrasse tyson when it aired on fox a few years ago yeah and that was I'd... disappointing to me oh was it yeah a little bit i did buy that as well so i'll be eager to yeah. rewatch that after I watched too, the original. Too much personality and splash on that and not enough on the, you know, the hard science. Uh, the great thing about the original Cosmos is, man, we we did all that shit and learned all that stuff without a computer. I mean, how did you do that math by hand and, and figure that stuff out? You know, little bits at a time, people just dedicating their life to it. I know. You it's know, incredible. It's incredible, yeah. So I, I can't wait to finish that up, and I'll probably just rewatch it again because it's so awesome. Anyway, last on my list here, I, I a few years, like five years ago, I bought the huge, ultimate, comprehensive box set of the Three Stooges. Okay, yeah, you've mentioned that, and I just unwrapped it and started watching that. Nice, boy. Did you get, did you get your kids involved? Yo, heck yeah! Oh man, it's so funny watching them slap each other and poke their eyes and do this that and the other and this is it's just so funny watching these things man did you did you see the um three stooges movie from a couple years ago yes i like that you did okay I, I i i've been avoiding it because i was worried that you know it would kind of ruin my childhood type i felt like the thing. adams family they did a good job i thought they actually casted it pretty well i thought the character the the new actors really embodied those those original characters in such a way that was just so true to just the original vision and, and who these who these actors were and I just I felt I I forgot about that I have to rebuy that I have to buy that that'll be a nice addition to this uh, my collection okay well I'm I'm glad um I, I, again I you know on like the video game side I I'm not much for nostalgia. 
But, you know, there are things that I can pull up and, and still enjoy from my childhood. That I was never a super huge uh, Stooges fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, on a dreary Saturday afternoon, if you got nothing else cooking, man, they could uh, take you away for a while. <laughs> I know, man. It's just so funny. Uh, uh, and I think it actually came with some of their original movies, too, which I've probably never even seen. Anyway, so that's that's all I had. Um you have anything else? I watched both of the 47 Meters Down movies, and, and, and I like them. Uh, I got some negative feedback from from our readers who thought that it was, you know, vapid. And I, I didn't agree with that. I, I, I like the second one that's about four uh, teen girls who, you know, encounter sharks in Mexico. Uh, it reminded me a lot of The Descent. Uh, <clears throat> and so oh, I, I get that some people... Yeah, oh, Descent was amazing. That this kind of was like a spiritual successor to it, uh, without uh, you know, without doing the same thing over again. Who was in that? Uh, nobody you'd recognize. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's daughter, uh, the dude that played Chris uh, on uh, Northern Exposure, John Corbett, and oh, you know some fresh faces. Yeah, Northern Exposure. Jeez, that's a that's an old show. I didn't know Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I guess I did. She, she, he has a daughter who's acting? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a couple, actually, I guess. Yeah. Oh, is there any resemblance? Uh, Not so much. She looks a lot like her mother. Um, mm. What's her name? Uh, Flake or Lane or something like that. Mm. But yeah, it, it I, I, I've been back and forth with some sick parents up to New Jersey, so I haven't had as much time as I usually do at end of year to watch some new things. But it was uh, good to catch yeah. up on stuff and... The forum keeps sending me cool stuff to to sink into. Took another look at Suspiria again. That and so it that that's an example of where you know we're, there's really art and technology really you know mixing nicely to to make things from 30 years ago look the best that they ever have. So yeah. I mean that's that's one of the great things about this hobby. All right. Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's just what we've been watching. Yeah, thanks everybody. Tell us what you've been enjoying and what we should uh, add to our watch list. We 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 love your suggestions and feedback. And uh, thank you again for joining us.